All right, welcome everybody to our latest MX Vice SMX Review Show podcast as we talk all things SMX from Chicago. What was a very interesting weekend indeed. Thank you everyone for listening and supporting the site. We really appreciate it. But before we get started, we firstly like to thank our sponsors in Golf Racing Fuels, Fly Racing, Monster Energy, Fox, Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, Acherbys, AS3 Performance, Kawasaki UK, KTM UK, O'Neill, and of course, even Strokes for all their incredible support, as without them, none of this would be possible. All right, welcome, Bradley Wheeler. How's life, mate? And thanks for taking the time. And do you want to give us that nice uh, discount code for the fans? Yeah, so the discount code, that's Brad Wheeler 10 So my name and the number 10 at the end, that'll knock you 10% off uh, anything on the site. So uh, yeah, if you've seen MX Vice, I've just dropped some new merch as well, some hoodies and some hats. So yeah, head on over get your 10% off and, um, yeah, support the uh, companies that keep us doing these podcasts when we're, uh, yeah, ready to go. But, yeah, not too bad. We uh, we had a few issues on the weekend, bike-related and fuel-related, and then everything got cancelled because it pissed down with rain anyway. But, um, yeah, we're uh, <laughs> still healthy and ready to talk some SMX and a bit of a MXON. Yeah, mate. Good uh, segue there, mate. We'll firstly start with the USA, obviously, announcing the MXON team. Pretty good effort, mate. They're kind of seen as heroes for pulling the jersey on Plessinger, Hampshire and Craig. So be pretty cool team, mate. Definitely top five sort of podium contender team on their day. If everything goes their way, definitely can win because the depth in American motocross is massive. You can still send a team that good after so many guys pulling out and be unavailable, mate. But, yeah, AP will be setting the tone from the front, mate. He's uh, He'll be flying the flag over there. The fans will love him. He'll love the event. And he was saying that it's his first time overseas. So he's got a little boost, and you can see it on the weekend, mate. He's definitely keen to do his best for his nation and sort of fly the flag, mate. So it should be interesting to see how they go on France at Ernay on that track. Pretty tight, hard to pass. So starts will be very important. I guess RJ Hampshire will definitely want them dialed and really all of them because it's going to be pretty hard to sort of you know match it with those really really good euro guys that definitely know the track more than those u.s riders mate so your take on it and i guess they made the best of the situation and it's great they finally confirmed they're going because it would have been an absolute disaster if they weren't there eh? yeah i mean obviously if usa didn't go it just it kind of just puts a, a whole kind of asterisk on the entire event um like they didn't go to mantova in 2021 i believe it was yeah um and yeah it just it just kind of didn't have the same vibe it's basically just ends up just being a gp kind of type vibe um which obviously isn't what the nations is about but yeah obviously the team they had last year was just an unbelievable team like once once in a decade type you get all the riders together it hardly ever happens um obviously Tomac's out injured with his Achilles, Sexton the switching teams, Justin Cooper's getting married. Um yeah, and it's basically just like the the KTM group in yeah. America basically just steps up. Um Star Yamaha only seem to be interested if they've got more than one guy going to make it worth going. So yeah, obviously AP is pretty much said from the word go that he's he's keen he's up for it like whatever it takes same with Hampshire and Craig was the same last year um with the MX2 spot so yeah I think you've got three sort of really enthusiastic guys which can can be all it takes on the on the right day three guys that are willing to fight for it 
Um, we know RJ is he's he'll give you one hundred and ten percent from the drop of the gate to the to the flag. AP, we know we've seen him in the outdoors. He's got speed to run at the front, and Christian last year was on the Yamaha in the outdoors, but still put in some Ooh. solid yeah. results. And right. I mean, he's still a Christian, still a world class rider. You give him a, a good start, and he'll run with it. So yeah, I mean. Is it the strongest team in the list? No, probably not. But it's a team that, if things fall the right way, it can they could still end up winning it. I mean, you would have said the same thing about the two thousand nine nations when they've chucked Ryan Dungey on a four fifty for the first time racing competition in his life, and Ivan Tedesco and um, Jake Weimer never really had any solid outdoor results either, but the cards fell their way and they walked away with the W. So yeah, stranger things have happened for sure. But I mean, a team of Vial, Renault, Fevre, Lawrence, Lawrence, Ferris, uh, Geertz, Coonan, Everts, uh, Prado, Fernandez, Bracaras. There's some really solid teams this year. Um, I think like even a team of Sexton, Tomac and Cooper would have had their, would have worked their work out. Uh, this year, especially in France, I mean, none of the guys would have been to Urne before. They probably have never even ridden a track like Urne before. Um, so, but yeah, it's just good to have the USA there. Whether they're whether they're on the box or if they're struggling to get a top five, it's just good to have them there. With that, even if obviously wouldn't it last year if they didn't have the number one, two, three plates out there, it would just kind of yeah, I don't know, just kind of take the uh, the edge off the whole event. But um, yeah, it's good to have them there, and they're you know they're all going to give it all, pretty much leave it all out there. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Well said, and it's so good the KTM group stepping in because if that didn't happen, it would have been they probably definitely aren't going, mate. And the good thing about those three riders is they all want to be there. They're all super stoked about it, and you know, especially Christian Craig. I believe he was mentioning in an interview that he actually was told he was picked last year, and then because there was all that fight about who would get that slot, and obviously Cooper ended up getting it, and he proved his worth and vindicated the decision but yeah especially for him and Hampshire and Craig they really really wanted to go last year as well and they were so close and to get that opportunity now it's really kind of cool for them even though the circumstances aren't ideal they'll definitely give it their all mate but uh yeah the motivation will be high and you can see in their riding and their mindset two of the three guys that are out there at the moment they're definitely looking for uplift and using the SMX as a good preparation for it all mate but yeah I suppose we might do another sort of a bit more of a deep dive on the nations before we get a little bit closer because it's just so stacked. You know, we've spoken about it a lot, mate, but it really is interesting to see how it all plays out, all the scenarios and the teams. And, you know, even here, Hunter Lawrence with Australia mentioning that obviously Mitch was going to be the guy, but the risk just wasn't up to it. You know, he had to pull out, sadly, which is bad for Australia after what he did last year when he was badly injured too, like real brave effort. So he must be, that risk must be pretty bad if he's not, you know, out there at all and not in the GP. So, we wish him all the best for sure, mate. But on to SMX this weekend at Chicago Land. I guess the first place to start is the track. It was pretty interesting. I uh, kept the guys guessing again, super fast. A lot of dudes struggling with bike setup. It was kind of like a more stiffer MX or a softer SX suspension. You hear a lot of guys say and just trying to find that sort of balance. So, yeah, it was interesting, mate. Looked like a lot of guys had gripes with the shadows and the lighting and, you know, the soil trying to you know just find it you know especially off the starts as well with the grassy bits it was a little bit sort of 
playing that guessing game, mate, which made it a bit treacherous and add another layer for him, mate. But I reckon it came out pretty cool. They definitely pulled out some pretty cool stops and put some obstacles in and the way they ran the track with the elevation and stuff. There were some pretty cool things for the riders to get stuck into. The track got pretty rough. So, yeah, I'd say another pretty solid event, mate. Uh, obviously, the fan engagement on those kind of tracks isn't superb. Just the nature of it all with the dragway and not being able to have fans right close to it. They had that little infield section, but not the same, but it came up pretty good on TV, mate. And a lot of the reports of the event went down well, even though the fan engagement wasn't massive. But yeah, another pretty good hit out. And I guess it's primed us all for a pretty good finale at the LA Coliseum, hasn't it? Yeah, I think um, not just from watching uh, on the telly of the track, lit really cool. I thought I really liked the, the grass on the start. It was just nice to see. Yeah. Um, and like really sort of long ruts coming up out the other side of the gate it's just just something you, you don't see it very often or hardly ever so it was it was just pretty cool to see a bit of an old school type vibe the track definitely was more um outdoorsy than the first round um so yeah i think you were like the motocross setup was was the the better option um it's kind of really only the like the finished double and like the two double double back to back apart from that it was quite a sort of high pace um not not super rough but yeah the ground was definitely pretty soft looks relatively grippy but um yeah i think jet kind of sort of has found his form again uh he found it in the second moto at uh charlotte but yeah this time sort of got out front and yeah kind of just done what he's done the whole outdoor series just sort of didn't Nothing too flashy, just sort of kept the gap at a decent decent enough um between first and second and yeah, obviously brought it home for the win and Chase really had um no answer for him. He just they he was there with him, like it was not like he'd started miles in front of him, they were both right next to each other and Jet just yeah, basically just rode away from him. Um which must have just done Chase's head in. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and Kenny was absolutely solid. The We, we all know Roxon's got that like, sort of blistering first sort of four or five lap speed where he's just he, the fastest guy in the world just makes passes left, right and centre. And we've seen it there just um, in the second moment, just blew by Barsha, blew by Sexton. Um like they're not novice riders. They're like two of the best riders in the world. And he's just gone random. Like they're not even on the same track. Um, yeah, it was, I think the whole, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying the, the the whole SMX thing. We've had two completely different tracks. Um, and it's, it's kind of showed with the, with the results. Like obviously Sexton was the best guy at Charlotte. Uh, this time it was Jet. So it'd be interesting to see when we go to the LA Coliseum. It definitely looks much more super crossy, um, with like maybe a few outdoorsy sandy sections, but definitely just a super cross track, basically with some outdoor sections chucked in. So it'd be interesting to see um how uh how the two compare. It is um because obviously we're triple points at the final mm. round. Yeah, it should be interesting. It's an interesting one on Sexton. I think a podium's 
you know, pretty good to get out of that weekend and then recharge, recalibrate for the finale in LA, which looks like they're going to go all out for. And he'll be going all out for as well as a, a lot of these guys, all that money on the line and the sort of get that achievement in as the first guy to do it. So, but yeah, I think yeah, Sexton just didn't have that level of comfort and speed that the others had, which is, you know, quite strange. But sort of going back to that motocross style, it's sort of understandable after what we've seen during the US summer there, mate. But no, it was interesting. I wanted to get your take on the Jet Kenny situation where he let him buy so much chat about it it was quite weird bizarre bit of a confusing situation really you know jet was saying he was trying to do the maths and all this kind of stuff and drop sexton back which is a weird dynamic trying to drop your teammate back so uh, it was really interesting to know what he was really thinking because some of the stuff he said in the press conference sort of didn't correlate with you know the reasoning why yeah. still he raved really well maybe he just yeah minimize the I risk mean... and he, he knew that he was coming the pace was high you know kenny's still in it, but not as in it as Sexton would be. So, yeah, he's kind of, as a racer, you'd think he just want to win and get all the points and fight for it. But maybe he just mm. sort of look, was looking bigger picture and thought, you know what, maybe I don't need it and just let him through because he's faster than me and I just want to get through the race. And, you know, the, the long game is LA. So, yeah, what did you think of it, mate? You don't often see that kind of thing, do you? Uh, no, it was a bit of a surprise. Um but yeah, kind of, I feel like if anyone was going to do it, it would be the sort of thing that Jet would do. Um, he, uh, yeah, he kind of made mention that he was trying to get Kenny sort of like to second overall to push Chase back to third mm. because obviously it's the points are paid for the overall, not per race. Um, but obviously it works on the like the Olympic scoring, so just one point for first, two points for second and so on and so forth. Whereas if it was just like normal Supercross points, like 26 for the win, 23 for a second, then it would have obviously worked out because um, Kenny would have finished. Um, no, they still would have tied. So, yeah, I'm not really sure. I, yeah, I kind of get what he said on the podium, like his thought process behind it. But, yeah, like they also said, it would have made no difference had he finished second or first. Um, so... Yeah, I think that what I think really it was just the fact that Roxon was still all over him. He didn't need to beat him. Um and just yeah, kind of just gave him the nod just to crack on. Um I think if he would have just said on the podium, like I knew I had the overall, was gonna get the overall with a one two. Yeah. Roxon Ken was riding really well, didn't need to push the pace, he was willing to push it and it was a, it was the safest bet to just let him crack on and take the second. If you'd have just said that, then it it would have just been forgot about and we would have carried on into the next weekend. But yeah, kind of <clears throat> I don't know. Obviously, he's still really young. Doesn't want to be looking to just that he's just like laying up when he doesn't need to. So I think it was kind of a bit of an insurance policy for himself to say that sort of thing. But um, yeah, five years time, if he does the same thing, I think he just says so-and-so is quicker. I didn't need to push the pace. Didn't need to beat them. So just sort of, yeah, got out of the way type thing. But yeah, definitely odd. Not the sort of thing you're used to seeing, um, especially from someone who's just gone 22-0, obviously wants to win as much as possible. But yeah, I think Kenny was, like I said, riding just probably the best we've seen him ride in a long time. Um, just had 
a new a new uh, baby boy as well. So probably riding on a bit of a high from that. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think it just when you've got a a new child, it kind of I feel like it just takes you to like a a different place where like he's probably had like no sleep. He's probably not un- put himself under any pressure. He knows he's had no sleep. He's just doing that, going out there, doing his thing. And that's usually when you end up riding your best. Um, like, you've, you've, it happens every now and again. Like, Carmichael, when he had his twins in 07 before his last Supercross race in Orlando, like, the night before he had his twins and then was out. And him and Stuart just left Reed by, like, 40 seconds. Um. Yeah, it's just uh the new the new dad energy. I think, but uh, yeah, it will definitely be interesting when we get to LA next week because I I think I don't think Jet sees Kenny as much is a bigger threat as Sexton, but I think um he might come to regret that. Not not that obviously letting Kenny buy made any difference, but. Roxon's not the sort of guy you want to be giving confidence to. Yeah, well said, mate. And I think in the press conference, you could hear the, you know, the reporter saying uh, it's going to be Chase and Jet. And then Kenny's like, what about me? I'm still in this with the points, you know. So, yeah, you know, loving racing. He's, you know, fans loving him. You could hear them even in that format where they're so far away. You could hear them cheering when he was making the passes. And it's really spurring him on. And like you said, mate, he's in a really good place really happy with what he's doing and it's just like another testament to his skill and adaptability to just slot into any sort of discipline and format and just do so well like WSX outdoors you know he'll probably do the same at the nations mate you know he's making some change with the bike he's obviously feeling comfortable they've got a good formula set up a good base and yeah the bike's just awesome to have out there doing well so great for the sport brings so much exposure and pretty cool he even mentioned he made a suspension change on the parade lap and that allowed him to get that little bit of extra edge in that final motor yeah he's definitely the fastest guy out there he was setting a scintillating speed on there's a pretty sketchy yeah. track oh. by then mate and he was bloody hammering through those rhythms and flying through the bumps and he just looked really really racy so yeah yeah. Baby, motocross the nations ahead. Everything's in a good direction for Kenny, mate. And I guess before we move on, we've got to talk about Phil Nicoletti. How good was he, mate? Beat Cooper Webb in one of them, <laughs> mixing it up there. I'm not sure many of us had that on the predictions, mate. Seven, nine for eight overall. You know, I'm sure a bit dirty on that one, Cooper. There was you know, a bit of a PR thing saying he was a bit sick. So, you know, maybe that was the reason behind it. But yeah, Phil, great experience. Seems to be quite liking the SMX, mate. He's adapted to it pretty nice. On a tough track, he mentioned the huge ruts off the start were a bit of a challenge for him. And he's the LCQ king, isn't he, mate? So good to see him <laughs> mixing it up there and showing he's well and truly still got it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, fair play to him. He he got the whole shot in that second race and, yeah, just kind of got his head down and just went with it. Um, I think he probably pumped up a little bit. It kind of looked like he was missing a couple of his lines. Just... um yeah, probably coming at him a bit quicker than he's used to. Um, but it's you you don't get used to running up front if you never run up front. So um, but yeah, fair play to him. Obviously coming out the LCQ both weeks, he's starting with a shitty gate pick in the first moto and he he's had the, still a relatively good start and yeah, beat Cooper Webb, which is no mean feat. And yeah, he uh moved himself up to thirteenth in the points. Um, so yeah, he's gonna be looking at earning earning himself a decent wedge at the end of it. 
Yeah, mate, well said. And I guess just before we sort of go on to some of the other riders, I think Jet, the actual performance has been a bit overshadowed by what went on afterwards, what we just spoke about. His riding was actually just so good, wasn't it? Very precise and calculated like we've seen all outdoors, mate. You know, the way he was just up on the pegs, managing sections, you know, weighting his body, keeping his head nice and still, mate. It was still a masterclass, wasn't it? So just your take on the actual ride. I feel like that's been glossed over a little bit, hasn't it? Yeah, I think... um... It was, yeah, like the jet we'd seen all summer. Just, yeah, calm, cool, collected on the pegs, hopping over the bumps, basically just doing, like, his own thing, not really worrying about anything. And it's not like when Kenny was catching him, he was riding over his head, making mistakes. Um, He was still just, yeah, doing his thing, hitting his marks, just sort of making the track work for him type thing, sort of where there was bumps, he'd double it or triple it or wheel tap or... Yeah, just yeah, he's just a a really clever rider. Dissects the track really well. Doesn't waste any unnecessary energy. Um, yeah, just a very clever, well calculated rider for considering he's nineteen. Yeah, it's interesting to see him riding, you know, like such a man, and just everything's just in place. And then some of the comments he makes and some of the things he does off mm. the track doesn't really sort of correlate with what you see. And but that's the I guess it's a great sort of mystery of some of these races and these elite guys, they can just turn it on once they're on the bike, they're in the zone and, you know, yeah, putting in performances like that, mate, again. So he'll be a hard man to beat, that's for sure, in the final. But I suppose a lot of people's money will be on Sexton, but we'll get to those predictions later, mate. And Hager was Plessinger. Obviously, if he could just get some better starts, he'd put himself in a way better position, but he was much more comfortable on this track. He obviously was mentioning how fast it was and definitely buoyed by the motocross nation selection. You know, he seems motivated to get those gate drops in and to get that work in before heading to NA. He looked like he enjoyed himself much more this weekend. Still, you know, struggling to find the exact setting for the bike, but he was so fast, wasn't he, coming through the pack? I think he got the fastest lap time in Moto1 and just looked really good, didn't he, mate? So it's good to see that speed coming back because he's just been solid as a rock, consistent all really most yeah. of the season pretty much. and just around that sort of three to five marker. But he had that little bit of extra speed this weekend, which must give him a fair bit of confidence too. Yeah, I think this is probably Aaron's best season so far on the 450, um, indoors and out. Obviously, he got so close to that win in Supercross. Um, he was one of few to actually lead some laps in the outdoors as well. And um, Yeah, had a really like a really good ride. Was it, I think it was the first moto... This weekend he got Dylan on the like the last lap, uh, right a couple of corners to go. So yeah, just yeah, strong strong rides like right to the finish. Didn't tire, didn't sort of fade or anything. But yeah, just kind of needs to work. On, obviously, works on the starts probably all the time. But yeah, just needs to get those starts dialed, and he'll he's going to be he'll be right up there. Um, I think he's definitely got the pace. I don't know if he's got the pace of the front three as of yet but yeah definitely the next best guy yeah absolutely mate and i guess you look down the list and you got ferrandis just solid in fifth there barsha had a bit of a rough weekend had good speed at second moto crash really sort of scuppered his results and could have been an absolute uh wildfire because as he was picking the bike <laughs> back up he flung yeah. it into anderson there mate. i thought oh, <laughs> of all people and just the timing and yeah could have been an absolute nightmare but luckily anderson stayed on and he had some shocking starts going on had a lot of adversity in those motos himself so you wouldn't have probably thought he was behind big phil in ninth there so 
But yeah, Cooper Webb off weekend. If he was sick, that probably explains a fair bit. But he's obviously was gearing up for more Supercross from what he was saying. And these outdoor ones is, probably hasn't suited him well. So you can probably see a pretty good uplift for him, I guess, into the last one, mate. So yeah. your pick of the bunch there. And I suppose pretty impressive Colt Nichols getting 10th on a pretty, you know, privateer effort for now before he goes to beta. So cool to see those guys in there. And AC had a rough one, didn't he, down in 13th. And Marchbanks and Masterpool, you know, 11th and 12th. So pretty impressive by them again, just holding it in there, mate. So some pretty cool extra storylines as you dig beneath the heavy hitters, isn't there? Yeah, it's, it's, it's odd. Like these races are producing some, um, not so much strange results at the front, but definitely sort of from fifth back, it's a it's a right mixed bag of results. Like obviously you've got, yeah, like Marchbank, Cincerillo, Anderson, Barsha, Masterpool, um, like just pick one of them and chuck them in the, in that sixth position. Um, but yeah, like Colt is basically well, he's on a, I believe he's on the one of the Kawasaki four fifty SRs, um. And then obviously you've got Central is on the factory Kawasaki, uh, Anderson on the factory Kawasaki, Boris is on the factory Gas Gas. Um, yeah, it's kind of one end of the spectrum to the other. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I guess this kind of what is so great about our sport. You don't need you don't need the the factory equipment necessarily to compete at the highest level. I guess the the benefit of the factory equipment is the the people that come with it, the knowledge of the the guys, the technicians, and everything like that. But yeah, it just goes to show you can get a get a, like a, a factory edition four fifty and sort your suspension out, and you're you're one of the top top ten SMX riders in the world. Um. So yeah, I guess it's. I guess it's what's so uh what's so great about our sport is you get mixed mixed results. It's not like F one where the guy with the fastest car is in the front. It's yeah, um, the rider can have yeah. so much role to play, can't they, mate? Mm, exactly. Yeah. Um. Right. You, yeah, like you could chuck Chase Exton on on a um pretty much bog standard Honda CRF four fifty, and he's probably still gonna be in that top five. Whereas if you put Max Verstappen in a Williams, he's probably going to be in the wall. <laughs> yeah, mate. And then moving on to the 250 class, great bounce back from Hunter, obviously, after the first one didn't go as planned, mate. But, yeah, showed his class. was very impressive. Had a good battle with Joe there. You know, mm. respectful racing, soon to be teammates. And it was a shame about Joe's bike, wasn't it, mate? You know, he must have been wreaking havoc on his mind, just knowing that it's not quite right and... You see so many issues with bikes and hearing guys when they cut out and injuries occur. So he would have been glad to get through that one, mate. And the lit kit was definitely on for Joe. The White Sox sort of homage to that. So that was pretty cool, mate. He was definitely winning that award for sure. And yeah, and then Hunter, obviously, yeah, yeah, the the speed, the skill, the mindset, he's got it all, mate. Get out there healthy. And he was even mentioning about the track, the shadows and all that kind of thing. But yeah, he certainly flexed his muscles and lined himself up pretty well for the last one, mate. So yeah, your take on, I guess, to start with Hunter and Joe and was certainly shaping up yeah. a pretty cool battle, mate. They were definitely <clears> sort of a cut above the rest, weren't they? So, I guess Deegan even admitted he was struggling quite a lot, even though he was, you know, you usually see him get out there, don't you, mate? He doesn't drop. Mm. So for him to get reeled in is something you don't see. And I guess it should be expected, but he set the standard so high. 
you know, yeah. he always wants to win, wants to send it, wants to do all he can. He's got the fitness and the speed and the mentalities there. But you sort of saw a little bit of a shift saying maybe I should be a bit smarter and just get through this one healthy and tame it down and recharge. So that's kind of, I guess, scary for the competitors that he's coming towards that mindset, not the all-out balls-out speed that he's been showing mm. all year, really. Yeah. So do you say there's something that Joe had a, a bike issue? Yeah, in the second one, he sort of had to ease off it a bit there at the end. That's why he was a bit uncomfortable. He, he didn't want to mention anything about it when they asked him about it. But, yeah, he just uh, whatever it was, something yeah. to do was just sort of making okay. him feel a bit uneasy. And, yeah, you could see that he, yeah. I seen of, he was went, yeah, a bit cautious. On the, I think the first moment he sort of went into that berm behind Hunter and just smashed his teeth into the bar pad. Oh, yeah, he had an eventful um, weekend, eh? <laughs> so that probably felt pretty rough. Um, but yeah, good. It was a solid, um, solid weekend for Hunter. Yeah, kind of caught Deegan from a few seconds back. I think Deegan was just kind of overriding the track. Um, it, it kind of should have lent itself to Deegan's style a bit faster, a bit more wide open. But yeah, I think he kind of just overriding it, um, started making mistakes. Uh, and yeah, Hunter just reeled him in sort of got by him and yeah, he kind of just lost the lost the toe a little bit, but he's he's still a rookie at the end of the day. Um yeah, like you said, the bar, he's just set the bar so high. You just kind of expect a bit too much a bit too much of him sometimes. Um when in a matter of fact he's having an absolutely outstanding rookie season. Um and Joe, this is like probably the most uh, aggressive We've seen Joe. So, yeah, if you're sort of HRC, you're kind of rubbing your hands together a little bit. Um, if he can hopefully carry this carry this sort of form into uh, into the Anaheim 2024, he's going to be um, definitely one of the one of the guys to beat because, uh, yeah, he's he's bar Hunter. Well, even if you keep Hunter in the equation, he's proved himself, I think, to be. Um, just as good as Hunter at these SMX rounds, and yeah, there's a real there's a real battle going on into uh, heading into next week. You definitely you can't sleep on Shimoda. Mm. The uh, yeah, so yeah, if you're Hunter, you've obviously got a three point lead, which is absolutely jack shit when there's triple points yeah. <laughs> in the last round. So yeah. If you're um Hunter, you're looking in your rearview mirrors, I think. Yeah, no, it should play out pretty nicely between us. It's looking like Lawrence, Stegen and Shimoda probably for the win there, mate. Realistically, yeah. but I was going to mention Vial. He was riding so well again, mate. He's sort of come alive with these SMX, except, you know, obviously got third in that first one. And then in the second one, it's just clipped the tough block and broke the shifter with three laps to go. So I had to pull him, which was super sad for him, mate. But I suppose these things happen and, you know, he must be getting a lot of confidence heading into Nations and then next year. So it's a good way to end the season for him, mate. So I guess your thoughts on him, and it was a bit of a mixed bag. A lot of guys having early adversity, a lot of crashes, you know, Cooper, and weird to see him dropping back like he did. And, you know, Volan had some really good riding coming through the speed, coming through the field, and Smith was looking good. Hamaker had a crash in one of them. Kitchen, you know, it's really weird to see these kind of guys at the lower end of the top 10 there, mate. And Swole had his issues. Pierce Brown sort of coming back from that injury, he sort of hasn't really pieced everything together mate but it's pretty stacked class and you know i suppose i guess rj hampshire in fourth went under the radar a little bit he said he was he put out that post with saying he had just the most savage back pain 
running a bit more of a supercross <laughs> setup on that layout. He had major issues last week. Wasn't obviously perfect the bike for him this week and very demanding on the body, but he was just mentioning the sheer speeds they were doing. It was wild, wasn't it, mate? They were just absolutely pinning it and it's fine margins between crashing and sort of holding it open and, you know, staying on in some sections, mate. So he gives it his all. He's still figuring it out. But, yeah, some of your picks from those 250 guys on an interesting weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, I think you kind of have to look at it like it's uh, each round is basically an east-west shootout. Um, and some, yeah, you're going to see guys like Kitchen, Voland, Hampshire around ninth, 10th, 11th place, which, yeah, you sort of, you watch them in the Supercross and that they're, they're like never back there. They're always sort of like at the front, like sick, bit worse. But obviously, yeah, it's basically an east-west shootout every round. So you've got to sort of factor that in a little bit. But yeah, RJ's had a um a pretty rough, rough couple of weeks. Um, I had, I had a absolute hell of a save. I think in the I think it was the first race he was like off the track hanging off the bike, um, so yeah, props to Hampshire for just hang on to it. I think you just if you're if you're Roger, just like just praying he stays fit for the nations now. Um, but yeah, Vial, yeah, he seems to have, yeah, like you said, come alive at these SMX rounds. Um, looks really aggressive. He's like scrubbing the jumps, like. Just yeah, not following inside outside, making passes. Unfortunate to break the shifter, but um was like riding really well at the time. So you can obviously take a lot of positives away from that. And um yeah, I think if you're a KTM, you're you're feeling pretty good about 2024. I don't know if you'll go east or west. Personally, if it if it was me, I'd I'd rather him rather see him on the west coast. I think the tracks are um obviously a little bit easier and a home one's usually a, a relatively tame in comparison to some of the other tracks they go to just because the first round so i think that sort of track lends itself to tom um a harder pack as well being from france um and i'm not sure who ktm have for their second mx2 rider is it someone blatantly obvious that I'm just completely forgetting about? Or uh, Juju, is it I believe. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the amateur guy. Yeah, so maybe best just having him on the East anyway. So he's got a bit more time. But, yeah, uh, Ryder D didn't have the same starts as he did um, at Charlotte. And, yeah, kind of shows, like, 12th in the first race. Um. I think we kind of said these SMX races were going to be very start dependent and yeah, it just goes to show um, he was third at, at Charlotte uh, in the second moto, got the start and finished third this time, didn't get the start and finished 12th. It's uh, <clears throat> and yeah, I think if you're, unless you're Hunter Lawrence, Joe Shimoda or Hayden Deegan to come through the pack in a field, this, this tightly knit is near near impossible i think yeah mate. so many so many good guys yeah well said mate yeah it was interesting certainly racing you didn't see those kawasaki sort of see a green up front mm. this weekend quite as much as you did in the first one and i guess yeah heading into the, the finale mate who are your predictions for both classes as we sort of draw towards the end of the pod there's a couple more topics we want to cover obviously but 
it's kind of hard to go past Sexton back on that Supercross layout and then Jet and then Kenny. They've kind of been the standout guys so far. Could we see Cooper Webb mixing it up there? Barsha, Anderson, Sansarulo, Plessinger. There's so many guys in there that could definitely do it, but those guys look like they'll be the top three there, mate. And then the 250, I'm going to go Hunter, Joe and Deegan. They're kind of separated themselves again, mate. It's interesting they've got the trio in sort of both classes. So I guess the series organised would be very happy. There's definitely a fight going on into the last one. It hasn't been sort of a lacking drama heading in, mate. It's definitely all on and the guys will be all into a pretty solid extent for the money and the acclaim, mate. So how do you see it playing out? Yeah, I think um <clears throat> I think Jet I think Jet will get it done. Um I think he he learned a lot at Charlotte, uh supercross wise, even though it wasn't a great deal of supercross there. Um he's obviously got his starts sort of back to where they were, which would be a key factor. Um so I think Jet will get it done. I think Sexton will be right there, as will Roxon. Wouldn't surprise me if Roxon does get a win. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna give it to Jet. Um, and then yeah, in the two fifties, I think Hunter's just a better supercross rider than everyone else out there. He's just so solid. Um, and I think Joe is not that he's not a good supercross rider. I just don't think he's um quite on that level that hunter is so i think yeah i think hunter then shimoda then deegan pretty much how how they finished uh in the first moto really um but yeah i think i think if you're hunter you're you're pretty confident heading into into the coliseum knowing that it's it's quite super crossy like you're probably the best super cross guy in the class so yeah I think the Lawrence brothers are going to get it done. Yeah, mate, should be the way to go with the Aussies, mate. Certainly can't complain there. And I guess any final thoughts from Chicago, mate, or just the SMX in general before we head into the last round? I guess it'd be definitely perceived as pretty successful so far. It's definitely thrown something a bit different in there. Obviously, a lot of strain and extra effort for the teams and especially the mechanics who are probably looking forward to a bit of a time off after pretty grueling schedule those guys do in America and you know everywhere, really. So, yeah, just any final thoughts there on it, mate? Yeah, I think um, it's been good. It's nice to see three different tracks. Like they're not all just sort of like a basically a supercross track with a, a sort of like a fast section at the back, like the Monster Cup usually ends up being. So yeah, it's been pretty good. Sort of the first round was a relatively good 50-50 split. Uh, this one was a lot more outdoorsy and then the last one's a lot more supercrossy. So yeah, it's been a good variety. Uh, like a true test of super and supercross and motocross, um, and yeah, I think the the fans have enjoyed it a lot more than what I think Feld and MX Sports thought they would. Um, the the racing's been good. Um, so it sounds like the feedback from the riders, although it has obviously been a lot, is it's been relatively positive. So yeah, and the 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 green lights. On the yeah. on the on the clamps for the leaders, uh, I'm not sure if I'm sold on it yet, but um, only when it's... Phil's running it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I know it's 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 I don't know. It's, it's I guess it's cool. It's it definitely obviously if you're not a a, a super fan, mm. you're just kind of tuning in every now and again. It, it's it's helpful. Um, 
but yeah, I don't know if I'd be interested to see what it was like if you're on the bike or battling with someone. If if you're very back and forth, it is flashing between one and the other. Um, yeah, it'd be quite interesting to see. But yeah, I think overall the whole Super Motocross World Championship thing, I'd say, has been a success. Yeah, obviously there's things to work on and build on and maybe having some tracks that are maybe a bit more easy to pass on, you know, just maybe having a bit more clarity about how it all works out. But no, it's been pretty good, mate. I've enjoyed it, watching it purely as a fan and as, I guess, working in the industry. It's pretty cool, mate, to cover and bring that extra exposure and good for the riders, more money. So there's definitely the positives that are all there, mate. It should be exciting and it's a really great platform to build on because they obviously know that There'll be things to work on and they'll get all the feedback and make it better next year, I'm sure. And to guess the final section of this show, mate, we'll switch the focus to, I guess, the British Motocross and the MXGP at Madley Basin this weekend. Pretty awesome, mate. You'll be there with MX Vice and James and should be an awesome weekend. I guess it should be a pretty relaxed, chilled vibe there, mate. Just a bit more of fun in the air with the titles wrapped up with the Damo and Prado getting it done in Majora which was pretty awesome for them. Obviously, Prado with the Italian team, Ducali and Adamo being Italian special weekend for those guys mate and also have your words on that and just a quick word on that fastest 40 rebranding obviously there's a post up on the website about that for the fans to read all about it if you have any words on that too mate yeah i think um yeah obviously the final round of the the gp series this weekend at matley basin um i think is a lot of riders favorite track on the circuit so yeah hopefully there'll be a good turnout hopefully there'll be a few sort of british wild cards as well um so yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Obviously, yeah, both titles are wrapped up. So hopefully they can kind of um let it all hang out and have like have some decent racing. Um rather than sort of having the protect the points lead mentality, they can go out and race um just for just for glory. Um but yeah, the weather doesn't look too bad, looks sort of overcast, a little bit sunny. A uh, few showers, but nothing too horrendous. So, yeah, that should be pretty good. Um, and I believe the EMX two fifty are there as well, which usually is some pretty crazy racing as well. So, um, hopefully there'll be a few British lads in that. Um, Billy Askew. Yeah, hopefully. That'll be yeah. It, I think he's yeah. doing it. Yeah, little Bill. He obviously did a monster mountain at the British and was right up there. So, yeah, hopefully he'll um sort of give the give the Brits something to cheer about. Uh, I think uh Josh Gilbert raced the two fifty this weekend, just gone at Fox Hills, mm-hmm. um, uh, and uh, I mean he, he smoked the first race, um, so take from that what you will it wasn't a massively deep nation pipe mate <laughs> well yeah i mean but he was only seven seconds that quicker than me so if i find if i find seven seconds <laughs> I, am i am i in the hunt for mx2 next year on a um, program mate do you reckon if you got into it baker's factory you could find those seven uh, seconds? <laughs> well, yeah possibly we'll see um but no he did he looked really good for the first race on a 250 in a few years um on a track like fox hills um obviously i was on a 450 so um yeah he um he looked he looked comfortable he looked really good looked really strong so 
yeah, that should that should be pretty positive heading to earning in a couple of weeks for Team GB. Um, and yeah, the obviously the rebranding of the MX Nationals. Um, I must admit, I don't know a great deal about it apart from yeah, they've called it the fastest forty, which I thought that was what it was called anyway. Um, so yeah, not really sure what to say about that, but. You'll be there yeah. selling some MX Vice merch at the GP anyway, mate. You'll have some hoodies and hats and all that. Yeah, you'll be, uh, you'll be giving out that discount code, no doubt, as well. Yeah, even straight have got a stand. So, yeah, head on over, see if you can grab James, flag him down. Um, But, yeah, even straight will be there with a stand. They'll have lots of MX Vice merch as well as um, a load of kit as well, like just one helmets, just one kit, Um, probably a variety of different boots goggles as well so yeah hopefully it should be a um pretty good weekend i'm quite looking forward to it so yeah yeah mate hope you have a blast and obviously with the mx vice merch that's pretty cool development that's come in in the last couple of weeks from james and the boys at even strokes and obviously there's a survey out so i encourage anyone to click through the survey you can win some really cool prizes jerseys kit gear just for doing it so yeah appreciate everyone checking that out and just enjoying the content on the website it's been really great numbers people are giving us some good feedback so and i like on this podcast too mate thank you again for joining us brad and before we let you go thank the sponsors in golf racing fuels fly racing monster energy fox parts europe scott bell helmets achirbys a street performance kawasaki uk ktm uk o'neill and of course even strokes for all their incredible support as without them there's no us so thanks again brad been another great episode mate all the best and enjoy yeah, cheers, yourself mate. at the GP this weekend. Will do. Thanks very much. No worries, mate. Have a good one.